And welcome to the What's Next podcast. My name is Chanel Wilkins. My name is Nick Provenzano. If you don't ever already know, this is the What's Next podcast, Sports Edition, Episode 7. And thank you all. I, I know I say this every episode, but the, thank is, the thanks to you all is never going to stop. We are at 1,060 followers on Instagram, so we reached our goal. I appreciate that, and the goal is only going to get bigger. We're going, we got to 160, I mean 1060, now we're going to go to 1100. We're going to go from 1100 to 1200. 1200 to 1500 like the, the it's going to continue growing and it's going to be because of you guys it's going to be because of, it's going to be worth every single week of coming in here from work and recording this podcast me and nick have been doing this now for seven weeks and we love doing this and i i enjoy doing this every time after work it's fun for me i'm sure it's fun for nick right and Absolutely. i I'm, yeah i've been loving doing this ever since you brought me on exactly so you know we're having fun we want you all to have fun with us so thank you all for the support and if you don't already know you should know but if you don't already know or if you're new to the podcast you can watch these episodes on spotify rs.com and apple podcast my links to the apple podcast and the spotify is in the bio of my instagram and if you don't know the instagram already what's wrong with you but if you're new i you you are excused the instagram handle is underscore what's next podcast underscore now before we get into football, and trust me, there's a lot of football we need to dive into because what an insane week of football, plenty of upsets, and just the just the whole nine. But we'll but let's start with the fact that there's some pretty they're the pretty big major sports league that's about to start their regular season games, and we're talking about the NBA. NBA, it's the regular season's about to start on Tuesday, so you probably by the time this recording is out. Basketball games have already been played, but we're excited for the week uh, of NBA sports. I'm going to be watching a lot. Nick, how do you feel about the season starting? Uh, I'm I'm ex- really excited for the NBA season to start. Like uh, we've talked to the viewers before, me and you are both Heat fans, so we're we're really rooting for our, our uh, Heat out there in uh, South Beach, and uh, I'm just really hoping to see how the East and the West are going to fluctuate throughout the entire year. I'm really Really looking forward to who's going to win both the MVP and the Rookie of the Year. Uh, if you had to ask me right off the cuff, I think Rookie of the Year would probably go to Paolo, Paolo yeah. Banchero. And uh, the damn, the MVP could be a lot of people. Uh, I know that some of the odds-on favorites right now are Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And uh, I think another thing that we I want to talk about is um, like I, I the, the Brooklyn Nets. I think that even though I am a Heat fan, I think that the Brooklyn Nets are – one of the most interesting teams to kind of to, to like try to peek into for this season because we don't know how they're going to be uh you know we're really dealing with rumor and innuendo if we're gonna we're, we're just gonna make impromptu decisions of how how they're gonna play out but who knows i mean they've got a lot of parts that are that are going on in in, in uh down there and actually like right across right across the states from us but uh, yeah, it's just uh, really kind of missed them in New Jersey. Shout out to the Vince Carter and Jason Kidnets, but uh, they were great to watch. But yeah, we got Katie, Kyrie, and obviously the drama follows them wherever they go, including their their newest pickup, Ben Simmons. The drama follows clearly follows him everywhere he goes, and we don't know uh, if there's going to be a centralized like you know star on this team. If people are gonna fall off, if they're gonna jump back in. I don't know as far as how they're gonna rank within the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's a lot to really like talk about. So I um I'm excited to say the least. And I'm also really quick before I, before I end off my thoughts. I'm also really excited to see if the Warriors are going to repeat or if the Bucks have anything to say about that. Mm. Interesting. Are you saying that the Bucks are going to win the NBA championship? No, but I I think I I'm not really I'm not really ready to give a uh, full prediction of who I think is going to win. Maybe we can do that, uh, you know, a different day to our, our NBA predictions. I think that'd be a, a really good thing to fill out our bracket, like how we did the, the NFL predictions. So that's a good podcast episode thing we got going on there. But um, I'm not ready to give my prediction, but I just think that Giannis and, and Middleton and um, obviously Drew Holiday, I think they've got a lot to say about, you know, being the champs beforehand and watching kind of like their team kind of be like injury ridden and kind of like walk themselves like out of it. I think they've got a lot to, you know, compete for. And I think that that team is really well coached, really well run, got obviously one of the greatest, you know, uh, superstars to ever play in the league. And we're going to see what happens. But obviously we're going to see what happens with Golden State. And obviously the other podcasts we talked about, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and all that stuff. We'll see how that how that kind of unfolds throughout the season too. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. 
And, you know, there's just a lot to get excited about as far as the NBA. So much more talents coming to the league. New players on new teams. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell on the Cavs. Uh, you know, who else is on a new team? Donovan Mitchell on the Cavs. Rudy Gobert on the Timberwolves. Like, there's just so many moving pieces, fun storylines to check out. And just, for me, the best part is just going to be the talent on the court uh, playing against each other. I feel like it's kind of up in the air who's going to win the NBA title and who's going to win these uh, major awards like the MVP, somewhat rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. Like I think all that's just going to be so fun to watch. And, uh, you know, we're obviously going to talk about the NBA a lot later on, but right now I think we should just get straight into football because there's a lot of fun football to talk about. And, Nick, I just want to get into your game, your bucks right away here because – I don't think the I don't think the fans can wait. I don't think the supporters can wait. Let's but let me let me go into it. Let me just let them know what happened in case they didn't watch it. But I think they're all ready to hear your reaction. So the Steelers faced the Buck last night, and uh, in a competitive game, you know, competitive was a competitive game. Nick, the Steelers upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty to eighteen. Nick, take it away. Okay, so. Uh, we'll get to Mr. Brady and going through his divorce later. And because that I think is like the prime problem with this team. But I would like to give a full apology to um, my 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 family and my brother who literally saw me yell my brains out. I kind of got a little heated and I ran upstairs. I closed the door and I watched the rest of the four o'clock games by myself because I was livid. You should have seen me. And then okay so my mom doesn't know this but my but but my mom texted my girlfriend to call me and he was just like she texted like hey can you check out on can you check on on nick he's very upset his bucks lost (laughs) and then she she told me that's that's what happened and then she called me and then I started laughing. I got, I felt better after that. I also felt better because my friend actually lives in Pittsburgh and he watched the game. And my friend, I love him, but he literally does not know anything about football. So, I mean, uh, Ricky, Chris, shout out to y'all for going to the game and supporting your Steelers. But it was really funny trying to have you like ch- tell me how the Steelers won. He didn't even know in that game when Cameron Brait like went went down with that concussion injury. He was like, I don't even know what he was doing. He wasn't even like. I think he was like on his phone. And then he he sends me a snap of the cart on the field and he goes, did someone die? Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't even pay attention, but you know, I, I guess I'll shout out him because he's one of my best friends. So shout out Ricky, uh, we're going to the game. Shout out Chris, we're going to the game. That's his brother. But um, to dive into this, really, boy, the defense. You guys are first. How do you let Mitchell fucking Trubisky, the Nickelodeon most valuable player, go down the field? In four minutes, and, and you know what the the best part was is, uh, about that sequence was the for the for the Steelers at least was that our front our front seven harassed Mitchell Trubisky the whole time. We got after him, we sacked him, we brought him down in the backfield. We literally gave third and long opportunities, and I literally see this amazing throw, an amazing catch by like Deontay Johnson and like Chase Claypool to literally make me lose hope in all of humanity. And I don't understand how they did it, what kind of throws Mitchell is pulling out of his damn ass on that Sunday. But he literally took my bucks to school. So shout outs to Mitch Trubisky because you made us look like complete clowns. And uh, if I was the coach, oh, my God, I would have a lot, a lot, a lot of shit to say to those players' faces. Don't don't get me started. But, you know, our defensive secondary failing once again, because that seems to be a, a trend ever since we lost to the Rams in the in, in last year's uh, playoffs. But let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's talk about how this guy is currently going through a, uh, like a little bit of a divorce right now. I think they're filing their own lawyers. Or I think it's actually happening, so to speak, him and Giselle. And he actually I think he wasn't with the team on practice on Wednesday. I think he flew separately to the game uh at at uh, is it still Heinz Field that copyright finally go but they he, they flew separately to Steelers I think everybody knows what I'm talking about the whole Heinz Field name is being changed I think but yeah, yeah, yeah. they flew separately from he flew separately from the team and I've been saying it on the show that our red zone offense sucks and it wasn't going to help them playing uh, playing a great defense like how the Steelers defense is because they held us at 18 points don't get me wrong but you needed to step up and show that we are a team that can compete in the, not just in the AFC, to compete against the AFC powerhouse. Last week, 
Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills went in and fucking killed these boys, mopped the floor with them. And the fact that we are considered to be one of the teams that could go deep into January and make a good run at the Super Bowl, and we did that against them while the Bills went up against them. If I'm comparing the Bucks to the Bills right now, the Bills would mop the fucking floor with us. There would be there. It would be a fucking massacre. Yeah. It would be horrible. Because and also it would be in part because Brady probably couldn't do anything against his Bills defense, just like how he couldn't do anything against the Steelers defense. And I've been saying on this podcast and multiple multiple uh, episodes that Brady and this offense can't get it done. They're off. They're on the wrong page, and they need to get this done soon. And th- this is just like I'm. I'm done talking about these about these guys. Brady, you need to fucking improve. Bulls, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be real with my audience. Bulls is on the hot seat for sure. He's on the hot seat. How Ooh. is this team three and three against talent? We should we should beat candidly again because you want to know why our offense is inept and our coach doesn't want to adjust his secondary schemes or try to adjust the fucking Patrick Mahomes of all people. So that's why we've fallen into this rut as we as we've done throughout this entire season so far. And I'm just done with this team right now. Obviously I'm going to watch them every Sunday because we're only three and three, but the fact that the Falcons are right on our doorstep is literally eating at my soul and Todd Bowles, you need to fix it fast before the rest of the Tampa Bay faithful come after your ass. That's all I got to say. Wow. And you're saying it's all why they are still in the lead in the AFC, in the NFC, which well, is, yeah, yeah a, a lead in the NFC South, which they should have had candidly. They should have had this lead candidly, bro. Like, oh, come on. We've got the Panthers, who are, like, borderline the worst team. In- hey, what, I want to stop you. What, what are you going to do if you lose to the Panthers next week? I'm Tell me what's going to happen. I, I, I'm not going to do some crazy challenge, like shave my eyebrows or do some shit like that. But I'm – I don't know. You know we're what? We're going to find out you got arrested for assault? We're, what are we going to find out? Not I would never do that. But I something something might be broken in my house if (laughs) if the the Panthers like maybe like my 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 least favorite video game might get broken if the Panthers beat the Bucks and like I don't know I don't know I'm looking at that game and I'm like this is an easy reset game this is to reestablish who the fuck we are we are the fucking NFC South we're the guys who control this fucking division so if we don't at least beat them candidly like. Literally go up like twenty-one nothing. I am slowly losing my faith in this entire like not just organization, but this entire like coaching staff and everything. It's really gonna be a bad time. So my reaction to this game is more so not about the game, but more so kind of echoing what you're saying a little bit. Tampa Bay is clearly not in title contention right now. They clearly don't look like a title contending team. They don't look like they're gonna go far into January. And uh, even Tampa Bay's most loyal fan understands that. And, you know, of course, they've been hit with some injuries, like all teams are. You know, they don't have Julio Jones right now. Uh, who else do they have? Do they not have Levante David out there? Like, I, I don't remember seeing Levante out there. I mean, I, I was watching through Red Zone, but, I mean, he has been dealing with injuries. If he did play, he has been dealing with injuries. But, I mean, guys, they had they had Godwin. and I mean, Cameron Braid also got injured during that game, which Cameron means Braid, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't have a, one of their leaders and one of the – I think one of the better tight ends in the entire league, if I'm being honest. I love Cameron Braid. I've always loved what he's been doing at the Bucs. Um, so that's the the offensive line is really trying to mesh. Brady had some words to say to them yeah, on the sideline. And uh yeah, like we like listen, we're going through it like every other team. We're going through a rut like how most teams are going through. Even other teams like the Packers will get into them later. But we're going through like a bad time. But what we are going to be defined as is how we we're going to be defined by how we get out of this situation. And that's why I'm looking at Carolina. And I said, this is borderline one of the weakest teams in football and we should beat their fucking ass. And if we don't buy a lot, I don't have, I, I, if we lose to Carolina, even like once during the season, I think I'm done with this team for the season. I'm not even joking. If we lose to Carolina, not even just once. I, I'm done with it. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, the only thing, the only caveat, the only caveat to that is if Brady gets injured. But still, it's fucking Carolina. Come it on. is Carolina. Carolina sucks right now. And let's talk about one team that's going through a bad time to another team that's going through a bad time. Three straight losses for my Miami Dolphins. Uh, we lost to the Minnesota Vikings at home, 24-16. Teddy Bridgewater's back, and he scored two touchdowns, also two two interceptions. <sighs> 
Now you had your time to rant. Now it's my time to rant. I don't know what's wrong. With, well, there's a lot to talk about. But first off, clearly I, I can't believe I say I'm saying this, especially how much I criticized Tua before the season. We need Tua back badly. Tua is definitely missed. There is something missing in this offense. I like Skyler Thomas, but he's not ready. And Teddy Bridgewater, you know what you're going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to get you win against good teams like Minnesota. Three straight losses. Three straight losses we should honestly arguably shouldn't have lost. And now we're going to have to go play on Sunday night without Tua. It's either going to be Teddy Bridgewater or Skyler Thomas, probably Teddy Bridgewater, in the Sunday night lights, and I'm very afraid. I'm very afraid we're going to get our fourth straight loss. Our defense, you never know what defense you're going to get. I don't know when they're going to be good. I don't know when they're going to be bad. When are they going to? Are they going to give up passing yard, uh, a hundred thousand passing passing yards this game? Or are they not? You know, you're paying two. You have two considered technically. You know, or at least getting paid like elite corners. You got uh, Byron Jones and Xavier Howard as your top two corners. They're getting paid well, but you know, you kind of forget they're good corners some some of these games because they just be giving up every yards. You know. So that's a damn shame. Um, the pressure is not getting there. Emmanuel Agba, like, where the hell have you been? Uh, can you get, like, at least a couple sacks that you did last season? Like, what's going on? Jordan Phillips, he's been decent this season, He's but we need more. We just need a lot more. There's something clearly missing, a clear magic that is missing right now, and is very, very clear is Tua Tonga-Valoa. We need him back. We need to start running more. Like, I don't know why Teddy Bridgewater is throwing so damn much, like, why is he throwing 34 times? Why are we and also why are we throwing 45 times when our quarterbacks are mid at best? Why are we throwing 45 times? We don't need to throw 45 times. So that that's one. Uh, most are why are we running most are up, up the middle so damn much when he's one of the fastest players in the league? Why aren't we doing? Why aren't we doing HB slides, HB toss? Like what are we doing? Uh, Chase Edmond, one of the better backup running backs in the league. Why, why we have a bunch of good running backs? Why aren't we using them? So now, now I'm a little annoyed with our coaching. Like there's just a lot to be annoyed about with the Dolphins. Not all of it is their fault. Uh, there, I know there's a lot going on in the organization. Our owner's suspended. Hopefully one day he just retires and leaves. Hopefully he just never comes back. Uh, I hate Stephen Ross, and everyone knows that. Who knows me personally? They they know I fucking hate Stephen Ross. I wish he was gone. Uh, you know, go somewhere else and go. Do whatever the fuck you do. What was he even? What he? What did he do? Like to make all this money? I don't know, but he's taking it out on the Miami Dolphins. All this tampering and bullshit. Like I know we're still kind of dealing with that, and I know Mike McDaniel's is still new to the team, but you know we have to wake up at some point. And hopefully the Steelers, in our little wake up call, a big win on Sunday night, I think can revise us. And you know maybe one of these days late in the season, maybe Tua comes back and he plays like Tua Magic. And we can all, and we can forget this little downfall at the right now is happening right now. Cause we went from one of the top teams in the league to who the fuck is this? And I don't and know who the, for it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off at the last part, but listen, uh, I want to give you guys good luck next uh, on on Sunday night, next Sunday night, uh, because uh, hopefully you guys will have better luck against the Steelers than we did. <laughs> but you know, this is not about me. This is about or the Bucks. It's about the Dolphins right now, and. I mean, listen, I'm, you guys kind of are going up against, like, I'm also, like, looking at the Dolphins, too, and I'm realizing, like, we're both three and three. Did you realize that, Chanel? We are both three and three. And um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of already had the Vikings penciled in to win this game. And it wasn't because I was very much, like, I, I'm not, like, a hater of the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins have tremendous talent on their team. I just think that, like, I think that, that that Kirk Cousins does enough to win the game, and I like I and you know he did it there enough like to you know advance the ball down the field and their defense. Let's give them credit; they played they played well against against both Skyler and Tua in both those situations, and they were able to you know just hold them in a lot of uh, rushing situations too. And you know you guys are going up against a team that is arguably I mean they're aren't they in first place for the NFC North? Like they're they're gonna they're in position to win it now and you guys don't have your starting quarterback so i'm i'm i understand that you as a fan you're gonna have a lot of complaints about this game and i understandably so and you should have every right to but i kind of giving the dolphins a little bit of a pass here just on the fact that just on the fact that they are without their star at quarterback and i think that this team will look and, and i think well this team will look and will rally behind Tua 
a lot more than they're against like what's happening right now at Skylar Thompson and uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, like you said, I wish you guys luck. He, Tua, you said that Tua, you guys aren't going to have Tua for Sunday night either? I don't think so. Oh, God. That's, that's going to suck. Yeah. Do you know the extent to this injury? Because I for sure thought he was coming back against the Steelers. It's been pretty quiet um, as far as when he's going to come back. I don't, I, think, I don't think he's out for the season as far as I know. I think they're just going to time it until he feels comfortable coming back. Or I'm sure he's gonna, I'm sure he's telling them that he feels comfortable coming back. But when the doctors feel comfortable having him come back, and play football you know the thing is we can't no matter how the season goes we cannot rush it because of how serious that injury was so it's something we definitely can't rush no matter what but back to your comment the reason i understand that we maybe should have a pass because our starting quarterback is hurt and all that but here's my thing right the last time we won a playoff game was 2009 okay but what does that have to do we have done nothing for the past decade now you give us a glimmer of hope with this big three and zero start. You know the Dolph- the Dolphins look good. Every you know everything we get Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's playing well. Jalen Waddle is a, is an emerging star receiver. We have a good tight end in Mike Kosicki. The offense is good. The defense is good. You know this is our window. I feel like this is our window to be good to make it to the playoffs and hopefully contribute a win. Just a win. I don't even care if we win the Super Bowl this year. We just need to make some progress and stop being a mediocre team because that's who we are. The past 10 years, we've been mediocre or we sucked. And not we didn't suck enough to get a number one overall pick. We just suck enough to, you know, get a little mid-round pick and all that, not get the quarter, not get our Joe Burrow. We didn't get our Joe Burrow. Uh, we didn't because we didn't tank seasons. We just played very mid. It's just like we just need something to hold our hat on this decade. And we need it in any way you can and i feel like this is our window to do it yeah i totally get that and uh, i i understand that the dolphins have been like mid to like bottom for like a while especially you as a fan from them that's kind of been your experience and that's kind of was my experience before we got brady with the bucks so i completely get that but in the situation that you guys are in right now you guys gotta take it like week by week you know but um because you gotta like wonder about like how you gotta take it defensively offensively kind of to adjust without without your starter until he comes back if he comes back soon which is uh, we're all hoping we're all praying that he comes back soon but you know what's actually something that i it's kind of a little underrated topic what about the what about the afc uh the afc north not yeah, not afc north what about the afc east right now like aren't all those teams starting to like rally now like the bills are leading obviously and they're super bowl favorites the jets are four and two the Dolphins are three and three, and the Pat and the Pats are three and three. Like, yeah, these all these teams are are above five hundred. Like, isn't that wild? Like, oh my God, are you guys? Are you well, other than the other and other than the NFC East? I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I think this might be the best division, possibly, right? I mean, we gotta talk about the NFC East, and because three teams are looking fantastic, including our local New York Giants. I want I want to just talk about this real quick because I actually was at the game, um, out of that MetLife Stadium for this game between the Ravens and the Giants. I have never seen the Giants fan base so excited to watch football in a long time. Like that stadium, MetLife Stadium, as big as MetLife Stadium is, was packed and full of Giants fans wearing their blue very very proudly. And when it looked like you know, with six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, 20 to 10, it looked like we were going to leave disappointed with the Ravens winning and Lamar Jackson, you know, getting his win. We, not we, because I'm not going to say I'm a Giants fan, but I was cheering for the Giants as much as I love Lamar Jackson. We played tough. We didn't give up. And we won that game off of Lamar Jackson's crucial interception mistake. He should have just thrown the ball away, but he decided to try to make a play, and it came back to bite him. And uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and the rest of the team rallied down the field, scored a touchdown. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball. We recovered it, and we got another touchdown, and the Giants are now 5-1. Like, it, it was amazing. And I think you all saw the post on Instagram. I posted uh, a little bit of that game and the crowd on Instagram. It's, it was incredible, the reaction in that stadium. When Lamar threw that interception, the place went crazy. i never seen – anything like it as sports event be i never be it i obviously never been to like a playoff game or something like that but we it went crazy 
when Lamar Jackson threw that big interception in the fourth quarter. Like, it was incredible. And now the Giants, they're 5-1 and one with Daniel Jones. And that team looks damn good. And I'm telling you, watching it from in person, that defense is legit. Very legit. Nick, what do you think? Uh, yeah, so I want to I want to echo that sentiment um, from you because listen, I, I saw the crowd at your game and it didn't surprise me. Big Blue really comes out for for all of his players, and you could really see it. Like I mean, that's New York, right? New York kind of is like is like either even though they, you were in New Jersey, New York teams are always beloved and supports all of their players. I see a lot of Thibodeau jerseys now. So, and like, I think this is like his first season. I think he's the rookie, right? Uh, Thibodeau. And I see mm-hmm. all of his jerseys trying to flood in at MetLife Stadium, which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, I agree completely. I think that, that these, that the Giants uh, faithful love to show up for their, for their guys. And um, yeah, this team, this defense is legitimate. Uh, I think I was talking to my brother, even though my brother is an Eagles fan. I think he, my brother was like, yeah, I think Brian Dabo, or Nick Sirianni are probably like head coaching candidates for head coach of the year. And I, I mean, dude, this giants team, this giants defense will go after you and they will, they will literally make it a bad time for you anytime that they get. And um, yeah, like they're, they're really opportunistic with all their turnovers. Lamar throwing that interception. Lamar did not play very good this game. Lamar had like barely like 50% completion percentage and he had a one touchdown and one pick. And then Daniel Jones, obviously, he didn't really do much, but he did have two two, two touchdowns during that day. Saquon had 83 yards. But, I mean, yeah, this team is rolling. Uh, I want to apologize because I was like, you guys are going to face Goliath once. And uh, so far since I made that statement, uh, the Giants have – Found a way to win. Disposed of the Packers and have killed the Ravens' hopes of winning that game. And it was – they. yeah, you're right. They found a way to win, and credit to Big Blue – uh, I will really, really, really am excited to see how this team is going to handle itself in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a fun time watching them on TV. And, you know, it used to be for a while that watching the Giants on TV was not the greatest thing to to watch, especially when I'm a, when me and you are different sports fans. But we are from Jersey, and we kind of do like to see the home team do good. And to see that not just one, not just two, but three New York teams do immediately well, it, you know, right now, in the world of football, it's pretty good. It's amazing. And let's speak of that third team that's done really good in football that people are actually a little surprised about. Uh, t- this was, to me, the most surprising game of the week. Wow, I, I can't. I honestly can't believe it. I, I, I'm, I'm still shocked by what is going on with not even the Jets. I'm not even surprised that the Jets are good, but the Packers lost at home to the New York Jets. And not only lost, that second half, they got beat the fuck up, and they got outscored in that half, twenty-four to seven, and the Jets win twenty-seven to ten. Zach Wilson didn't even have to throw one hundred fifty yards to win. Bryce uh, Bryce Hall's killing it right now. Like, I think this is his second straight one hundred yard game, just running all over everyone. And I think we need to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Like, Nick, I'm gonna let you start before I go off on him. Uh, being that he's my fantasy quarterback too, I'm really mad at him. But Nick, you can go. You can go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, when you play fantasy, you never know how everything's gonna go. But um, yeah, I'd be pissed too. My dad, who is uh, I've talked about on the show, is a big Packers fan. He has so little faith in this team because they went into into London and lost to the Giants last week. He had no faith coming into this game, and he looked at me and said. See, what did I tell you? I, I didn't have faith in them, and look what they did. They lost. <laughs> he was not expecting a win here, even even to sell it. Even if it was a Jets, he was still not expecting a win. But, damn. Uh, I heard uh, – I was hearing another podcast, Rich Eisen, because Rich Eisen is a big New York Jets fan, and Rich Eisen said that he could see the emergence of Jonathan Taylor in Brees Hall. And wow. while, while I'm not going to go that far, I will say damn that Brees Hall, Brees Hall is a big fan. Brees Hall's he is hit this team and especially the, the, this run game is like really well done i saw that really good end around they did with with barrios their number 10 wide receiver that end around that gave them a touchdown Brees hall like i said just like fucking carried this team he went 20 carries for 116 yards and a touchdown yeah and wilson i mean i'm still not you know very sold on wilson 
because, you know, he, he only had 110 yards this game. But let me just tell you, oh, my God, Sauce Gardner, bro. Sauce Gardner, this game was locking up all of the receivers in, in Green Bay. Now, you might be saying, like, yeah, the Green Bay's receivers right now, they're not Devontae Adams or anything. But yeah, but he, you stuck the Sauce Gardner on any one of them, and he shut them down. Like, And that with this Jets defense, and you saw Sala. Like, Sala has really turned this Jets defense into a monster. And this Jets defense, I think it's like top 10 in a lot of the major defensive categories. And credit to him, he's also, a, you know, somebody who could be in, in talks as like a head coach of the year candidate. So, Absolutely. you know, Robert Sala is doing his thing over there in in in, in, uh, in the Jets. But, yeah, uh, the Jets are 4-2 now. It's absolutely wild what we're, what we're dealing with. But, like I said, their running game is going. Their defense is on fire. And I'm also very – just look at the Giants. I'm also very excited to see them play on TV because it's good It's good football. What could you say? It's good football. And just like the same – nothing else to say other than, like, same thing I did with the Giants. Very excited to see them in the next couple of weeks. So, Jets, you're rolling right now, man. Keep it up. Now, do you think Kane's partnership with the Jets has something to do with their winning? I don't know. It could be, right? Like, you know, maybe you know, they're what, 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 charm. What's the uh, the youngest one? I think, like, the youngest or the one of the grandchildren of, like, I think, like, his name is, like, Tom Kane is, like, running for, like, some kind of, like, government position in, like, office or something. So maybe, maybe I think his name is Tom Kane. Maybe old Tom Kane maybe put something that really energized these Jets into winning some games here. Yeah. They look damn good. They, they're playing like an old school. Both teams, both the Giants and the Jets are kind of playing the same. Old school, run the football, play action pass, good defense. Like they're both playing the exact same way. In a, in a, if you think about it, both have really phenomenal running backs right now. Both have great defenses playing right now. Like it's it's going great for both New York teams. And be it, I'm not as happy about the Jets. I don't, as a Dolphin fan, I can't really want to see the Jets succeed. Yeah, John I'm happy about. But you know, in the back of my head, I know it's good when New York and Philly, especially for me, Philly is succeeding. You know, if you don't know, I'm from South Jersey, so I, I and I and I be in Philly. I'm not really in New York, but I be in Philly. You want to talk about Philly? You want to just get well, in, in wait, re- really quick. Can we just talk about how Aaron Rodgers and this offense just looks so ooh, inept? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, bro. bro. Ne- like, ne- I see the same thing every single time. Aaron Rodgers makes a bad pass, and then he looks – he, he look at the camera, and he he's like, holds his hand up, like, what are you doing? And I'm sitting there at the TV like, Aaron, what the fuck are you doing? That guy – you literally, like, like – threw the ball like in a, in a spot where he can't even catch it so like how is that his fault like i mean like i don't know man you we're know at the cycle I, what what's going on you know what's going on with aaron Rodgers? i'm gonna tell you exactly what's going on with aaron Rodgers. i have the secret and maybe someone said it before maybe someone hasn't said it before i'm gonna say it right here he doesn't trust his receivers he doesn't want to throw the ball to his receivers he oh, does he, he wants to win this game he wants to win if he could he would throw the ball to himself every single play. If he could, if it was the way Aaron Rodgers wanted, he would throw the ball to himself. He does not trust anyone on that field besides Aaron Rodgers, and he is very, very upset that Devontae Adams is gone. I, I cannot think of two players who miss each other more than Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. I think they are both. I think they're both mad at their situation. I think they both very much regret their situation. Uh. And I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers just leaves Green Bay at this point. I think he is mad at the direction they're going. The defense is not as good as it once was. And definitely Aaron Rodgers is not as good as he once was, whether Aaron Rodgers wants to realize that or not. You know, as his receivers are not that great, but not like Aaron Rodgers has been that great this season either. This has not been MVP Rodgers. Nick, go ahead. Ends up ends up in New England next season? Question mark. He, after that game against New England, he talked a lot to Bill Belichick. Oh my God, more to his more to his own players. He talked way more to Belichick than anybody else on that field. I'm telling y'all, he does not want he does not want to be there, and he does not trust his receivers. He does not trust his organization. Like I said, if he could, he would throw the ball to himself every single play. He can't, so he has to throw it to somebody, and uh, he's not happy with the people he has to throw it to. Yeah. And all the receivers are terrible, terrible, but clearly they are missing a number one receiver. There, maybe even a number two. Alan Lazar is good. He might be he's a quality number two, but they are missing receivers. They're missing even their O line not as good as it once was. Like, ooh, the Packers are down bad. 
talk about a team that's down bad. They might even be worse than the Bucks. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. <laughs> the worst than the Bucks. I mean, yeah. Or down bad. Like, oh, yeah, no. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, shit on them. I don't care. I hate them. <laughs> Uh, okay, so before I derailed this, let's derail this conversation. Let's go to your uh, South to your South Jersey roots, and let's talk about the team that is clearly undefeated right now. The undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. That excites me. I don't know why. Like, I guess I can't get excited about the Dolphins right now. So I'm just really excited about the Eagles. I'm excited about Jalen Hurts. What? How great has he been, man? Like, how great is our defense? How great is Darius Slay? Hell of a hell of a corner, Darius Slay. Is James Bradbury doing a hell of a job? Like, I mean, are you ready, Nick? We talked about last week how you don't think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL yet. Are you ready to say the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now? I think they're tied now with the Bills because the problem with the problem is in this game, and my brother, who is an Eagles fan, also echoed this same thing, was that like. There, you saw what happened. Like by the end, by halftime, I, I'm not gonna lie. I went upstairs and I wanted to go play a couple matches with my friends on like on like PlayStation because like there's only like my friends are from different parts of the of like the U.S. So there's not like a lot of time we'd get to you know like play video games together. So I did that. I come back downstairs and it is 20 to 17, and I'm like, how the fuck did the Cowboys catch back up? And my brother said the same thing that he's been saying, and I've been saying on the podcast the whole time. They get a big lead, they go up like 20 points, and they just stall. Like they 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 put it, they put they put the gear into into park and they just don't or into neutral and they don't do anything. And you kind of saw it here. And I don't know what is like I'm like don't get me wrong. I absolutely love what Philly is doing. I think Jalen Hurts looks incredibly, incredibly calm in that pocket. And he looks like he just – he didn't look like the, the Dallas defense or the Dallas Packers like, like scared him at all. Like he just threw made his reads like a normal oh, that quarterback. You don't have to be all that scared. That you don't have to. I mean, Eagles O-line looks That's kind great. of Philly's – like that's kind of Philly's MO too. They're, they're Like people talk about having like quarter – like New England being like a quarterback carousel or like quarterback like, you know, like like draft pick maker. What Philly has an O-line like specialty thing. They've got some O-lines that can start even as like their, their second strings. But yeah, that, that's, that's not – the point the point is that the, that the eagles are are rolling they're so rolling that defense very opportunistic against against cooper rush and his like missed throws and everything like that um but yeah i mean if you want to go back to it like i said i love what this team is doing love jalen hurts love nick sirianni but they need to stop scoring just like 20 points and just keep, they need to they don't they don't need this is a team where you need to put the foot on the neck of your opponent you need to put the foot on the gas when you're on a highway right and everybody is going like 80 you don't go 50 okay like you you literally keep going as fast as everybody is going or you or you go you surpass it unless you want to get pulled over but that's that's a different point but listen the eagles that's what they need i know it's a crazy metaphor but that's what the eagles need to do they need to keep the foot on the neck of their opponent they need to literally like stall any life that their opponent needs and i feel like that the Cowboys kind of had a chance to play the Rays back into the game. It obviously didn't happen, but the Eagles need to keep on doing that. They need to keep, like, just, like, imposing their will. Because I know that they can do it. I know that the Eagles can do it. They just need to show it more consistently. But if I'm being honest, yeah, I'm ready to move them up a bit to being tied with first, tied with the Buffalo. But I still think that the Eagles need to improve a little bit on making sure that their lead is untouchable. That's the only thing, my only complaint with them this season. I, I can hear, I can respect that because you're right. They should not have came back, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and made it as close as they did in the fourth quarter. But, you know what? I give, I give credit where credit is due. When it came time, they delivered, right? They they did let their foot off the gas. I think you're right. They can't be doing that as often as they do. Like, these come, one of these comebacks will bite them one day. I thought maybe it would be against the Cowboys, considering uh, how Cooper Rush is doing uh, this season. He didn't play that well this game. Like he was, he was definitely exposed a little bit this game. However, I think Cooper Rush is still doing quite well. Uh, I'm excited to see Dak Prescott back. It sounds like he's coming back soon, so it'll be nice to see him come back and see kind of the dynamic in Dallas. Um, how they're gonna, you know, feel about Dak Prescott replacing Cooper Rush? If they're gonna want Cooper Rush back, how Dak's gonna play? How is this gonna affect the offseason? Like I think Dallas is an interesting team right now, like they always are being that they're America's team. But now, especially for the first time ever, they aren't interesting because they're America's team. They're interesting because they're actually interesting. What are your thoughts yeah, on yeah. Like Dak Prescott and the Cooper Rush dynamic? 
I think that I think Cooper did his job. I think that he that he that he did his job as a backup. He held the fort down until the fort was starting to come off his hinges. And I think that we need to be ready to have Dak Prescott back in there. I'd also like to stress, not like how Miami did with the Tua injury, but like you need to, you know, keep I think I would keep Dak as off the field until he is absolutely ready. I'm not even kidding. Because this team, you get a healthy Dak Prescott. And, you know, I, I think that he does a lot well with his Cowboys. And I think that he can do some good things. So I think if 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 maybe for some reason that Dak needs to sit out another game, do it. Yeah, do it. I mean, we saw we saw Cooper do good the last couple of weeks. He played a very opportunistic, very good defense last week. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, he he's already he won five games in a row. I mean, what else could you ask for your backup quarterback, you know, but it, it's it's time. It's time now that that, that they need to, you know. Uh, wait till Dak's return, and if he needs to just wait another week to return, so so be it. But the Cowboys will be better with Dak Prescott, no doubt about it, and they're going to be waiting for his return. All right, and you were gonna. This is the last major game that I feel like we should talk about um, in ex- extensively. But before we do, if you don't already do, make sure to follow the West Next podcast on Instagram. It's in the bio or sorry, in the, in the description of all the Spotify and Apple podcast description, if you only watch the Spotify and Apple podcast, it's in the description of that. It's underscore what's next podcast, underscore that's the Instagram. I recently posted uh, a clip from the New York Giants game, so make sure to give that a like and show some support, get some traction on the Instagram page. Also, like I said before, if you don't already, watch this these What's Next Sports Edition episodes on Spotify rss.com and apple Podcasts. finally my club my clubbing and partying experiences will be out very soon within the next two weeks so what get on the lookout for that that's going to be a banger up an episode i expect that to be one of the biggest episodes on my podcast so if you don't already know now you know watch out for the episode on my clubbing experiences and finally if you want to be a part of the podcast if you want to be a guest on the show if you want to be be more interactive with me or me and nick Provenzato, my co-host right here make sure to dm me and let me know that i always engage in my dms so make sure to check us out in that way now let's get to the bills and the chiefs what a game that was what a hell of a that was a fun game against two teams that are super bowl contenders one the super bowl favorite one pretty close to the super bowl favorite always or always going to be in the conversation as long as patrick mahomes is there but this time patrick mahomes just couldn't get it done against the bills the bills end up winning a big game against the kansas city chiefs 24 to 20. nick what are your thoughts on this game uh, oh my god i'm not gonna lie the bills i've told this podcast before the bills are my super bowl favorites to win uh, the entire thing and I feel like that the Bills saw what happened in the game with the Chiefs last year, and they said, "Nah," and they did that. And they, they, first of all, Mahomes did some, uh, had some very bad throws, very some yeah. questionable interceptions during that game. But if we're just gonna, you know, just talk about in general, I mean, this, these are the two guys. Like I understand that Pat Mahomes did have two interceptions, but these are the two guys, in my opinion, who are the next Manning and Brady in the league. I mean, these guys are two of the greatest quarterback prospects that we've ever seen. And I would like to shout out my brother real quick, because my brother did, and he's going into the sports world. He predicted that Mahomes would be the best quarterback coming out of that draft class with Deshaun Watson and Mitchell Trubisky. And he predicted correctly that Josh Allen was going to be the best one coming out of that 2018 stack quarterback class. And so shout out to, to my brother for getting those right. But, I mean, that's just how it is. The, the league is both of theirs, respectfully. And – it's it's a really it's a toss up to see who would really be in the conversation for the greatest right now, especially the greatest team right now. But it's clearly Josh Allen and Mahomes leading the way. And yeah. uh, I thought that that the Bills had a overall effort to try to stop the Chiefs. Um, it didn't work out so well for them in the beginning, but you know it turned up at the end and they able to come alive at the end. And that's what this Bills defense, the defense coordinator, getting paid for. They're getting paid for to not have Patrick Mahomes make that last ditch effort to help the Chiefs win the game, and they did their job. They got paid for that that for that 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 uh last minute in the fourth quarter. That's where they got their paycheck, and they earned it. Uh, Josh Allen is great as he always is, and the AFC is revving up to be a very 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 competitive playing field, and that's the way we're going. 
And those are the two teams that are probably going to be at the top of it, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to say this about the Buffalo Bills. I know, I and I still believe this, I still believe the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now, as of right now, but I think the Bills are the most talented team, the most stacked team in the NFL right now, and it's clearly showing. Their one loss was against us, and a game that, to be fair, they had multiple injuries coming into that game. Uh, in the in the secondary, in the defensive line, receivers were hurt. Like it, it, they were very injured, but we still won. So that a win's a win. But that's not the point. The point is, other than that game, they have looked absolutely fantastic, and they looked exactly what they are. They are the Super Bowl favorite, and you have to. And as Super Bowl favorite, you have to go out and prove, make statements, and beat teams as good as Kansas City. And they did it not only they, they they beat the Chiefs, which is an accomplishment in and of itself, but they beat them at home. I mean, they beat them on the road, I'm sorry. And in a pretty primetime game, 405, four, big, the biggest 405 game of that, you know, uh, week, of the week last night. So incredible job. Josh Allen, like you said, you're almost not surprised that he's doing great. Just like you're not surprised when Stephon Diggs has like over 10 receptions and 150 yards and a touchdown. Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is someone who's kind of, to me, came out of nowhere and has played absolutely phenomenal. Like, Gabe Davis is on a different level right now. I didn't expect that. I expected Gabe Davis to have a good season. I didn't expect this. Gabe Davis looks like an absolute beast, and he just props to him. Uh, Knox looks great. Like, the Bills are so damn good. They are so, so damn good. Not to take away from the Chiefs. The Chiefs gave them a hell of a fight, but at the end of the day, the more talented team won. And the Bills look – I can't say enough about how good the Bills look right now. Yeah. Like I said, this this probably – in my opinion, this might be – or a lot of people think this is going to be the AFC uh, championship game. And I wouldn't disagree with that at all. And I think that that was what it was. The, like, that was that's what it was that one year. And I think that, you know, we're, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see. But, you know, the AFC – like I said, is stacked. We've got a lot of great teams in the AFC, but this team, these two teams are going to be in it for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're just going to run through a couple more games that happened this week. Uh, the Thursday night game, another boring – Thursday night games has been hella boring this season. I don't know what's going on with that, but especially these last two games. But the Commanders beat the Bears 12-7. to Any thoughts on this, Nick? Oh, my God. This was one of the worst games I've seen in a while. Now, I, I saw the, the damn, like, Broncos versus 49ers game, and I was like, okay, this game was horrible. Then I watched this game, and I was like, boy, <laughs> what is going on with the NFL? Yeah, these Thursday games are going bad. Fields looks really uncomfortable. He needs some help. I'm sorry. I'm not really to give up on him just yet. He needs some either. help with this team. But, I mean, I don't have a lot of faith in what they could do. he could do with this team. But – Commanders win. Commanders aren't going anywhere anyway. Also, I'd like to also point out that I think Carson Wentz also has a, has a uh, finger injury where he yeah, will be out for, I think, four to six weeks. So whether that's Heineke starting, whether that's uh, – I think they drafted Sam Howell. So either – I think Sam Howell starting. Who knows? But the Commanders are going to have to figure that out. They are two and four, so don't put that much faith into them. But that's just my thoughts. They're both bad teams. Sorry. I just want to say this about the Carson Wentz injury and the broken finger. He's going to be out for four to six weeks. I'm not saying the injury's not legitimate, but boy, is the timing interesting. Boy, this is a very convenient time to be injured for Carson Wentz right now. You're not playing well. You're gonna you're in for a tough stretch the next couple games, and now you're hurt. Meanwhile, everyone knows that your future as a starting quarterback is on the line this season. Now you're out to four to six weeks. It very interesting. It kind of this injury almost helps him in a way because now he can say, "Hey, I didn't play the whole season. You don't know how good I can really be. Maybe I should still be a starter in this league." He no, be. no, no. I think it, it even it, hurts it's him. A very convenient injury. No, well, it, it hurts him because I think they have Sam Howell in the wings, which is a quarterback that was highly touted in the draft to take his place. And also, the what was also the knock on him that he's injury prone too. So like he wasn't playing good, and now he's injured. Like, but it's a finger, Nick. It's like it's his the it's not as big of a concern as like his legs or like his arm or even his wrist. It's a finger. A finger will heal. He will be fine. The finger will be okay. 
But he, he listen, he Carson Wentz is the Sam Bradford of, of the NFL. Let's be honest. Like he's a new Sam. Oh, he ain't paid like Sam Bradford. Well, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sam got paid. And listen, I was a big Sam literally Sam. got paid to do nothing. I, I I was a big Sam fan when it came to his like talent and everything, but you just gotta throw your arms up and say, Listen, you can't really do anything with it anymore. I'm sorry. I love Sam, but Sam just ultimately wasn't it. And what's so funny is that Carson was the guy to eventually replace Sam in the NFL, and he is literally became the Sam Bradford of the NFL, insanely talented, has all the measurables, but it just looks like he can't get it done by hook or by crook. I will say this, though. That O-line isn't helping him very much, and it's a big part about why they're losing, but he's got to know to get the ball out, too. So something's wrong. He's injured. I don't know. It's very convenient injury to also replace him. So there's that, too. You're right about that. Now, another game that happened this week, the Colts beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. In a competitive high-scoring game, 34 to 27. Nick, you have any thoughts on this game? Oh my God, Matt Ryan! Thank God he's playing better. Jesus Christ! I was ready to throw. I thought that this man was going to go the route of. I was going. He was going to go the route of uh, Matthew Stafford when he signed. I thought he was going to have a career resurgence as a team that could and a team that could really you know go far. Didn't look very. Looked very rough in the early weeks, but boy, he looked really good. He had 389 yards, three touchdowns, and, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. went off. He had 134 yards on 13 receptions. Uh, this was a great bounce back, especially since the Jaguars straight dogged the Colts in the early of the season. I think the Colts were scoreless in that game, and Ryan yeah. looked absolutely horrible. Great way for them to come back out of this. I still think the Jaguars are still a very competitive team in the league. Even if they're losing, they're still a very competitive team in the league. But the, the, the season is still young. We'll see what both these teams look like by the end of it. And also remember, the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor either. So they've been winning the last couple of games without their best player on the field. So that's so that's a very interesting thing for the Colts. The Bengals beat the Saints on the road 30 to 26. I know you are a big Saints hater, so I want to hear your thoughts on this. This wasn't really about the Saints more that I really think that uh, Joe was going to walk into the building, that he won that national championship. He was not going to walk out without without a W. And uh, Joe Burrow did that. I was looking at this game and I'm like, bro, how are the Saints going down the field against the Bengals? I was like, how is this happening? But then the Bengals, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Excuse me, T. Higgins and all those boys went down the field and, you know, eventually put the lead on this on the game. And uh, the Bengals eventually got out with a win, which is exactly what I thought was going to happen. Uh, and like I said, and I, I, I've said it before, the Bengals should win the AFC North. And I think that they are still in prime position to win it. You know, you know, I still think the Ravens are pretty good. But, you know, I, I they've been I blowing have, a lot of leads lately, though. They've blown a lot of leads. Lamar doesn't look as comfortable against uh, against some defenses that are decently good. And I just have a lot of faith in Joe Burrow. I'm being completely honest, a lot of faith in Joe Burrow. And their three receivers, I think, are the best in the league. Ty, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Board, I think, are they're the best one, two, three in the entire league. So I just have a lot of faith in the offense as well. So Bengals, good win. Saints, I still hate you. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Patriots whooped on the Browns 38-15. to I think that's two straight wins for them, and not, honestly, high-scoring games where they just beat up on a team real bad. The Browns clearly don't look as good without Deshaun Watson. I think that was obvious, but now it's looking very, very much more clear. Jacoby Brissett hasn't been looking that great either, so it's just kind of rough for the Browns. How do you feel? I just also want to say that Deshaun Watson has had another misconduct, sexual assault misconduct case being brought to him so that's absolutely wild so browns look even more stupid for for signing him but um i don't think this this spoke more about the browns this spoke more about what i was talking about last week with the new england patriots ramondre steven and bailey zappi everybody batting down the motherfucking hatches bro this we are in for a quarterback controversy the fact that the fact that Bill Belichick has still never said that that Mac Jones will be the starter when he comes back from the injury speaks volumes about how he thinks that this team can operate with Bailey Zappi. I still think Mac is very, very talented. But, you know, in the last game, he did not look very comfortable. He threw like three interceptions in the last game that he was in before he got injured. So, dude, dude I don't know. I don't know. Bailey Zappi gave, gave all he could against Aaron Rodgers before the Packers squeaked out a win in that game. Uh, then the the Patriots eventually 
you know, beat the beat up the Lions. The Lions scored zero points in that game. And then the Browns lose the Browns 38 to 15. And if Bailey Zappi keeps going on this this win streak and they play the Bears and then they play the Jets and they play the Colts, those are some winnable games for the Patriots. So if he keeps going on this on this run, there's a chance that Mac might not see the field this season. I'm gonna be completely honest. Gonna there's be completely a honest. possibility of that. That's a possibility. I mean, listen, man. Bailey Zappi is no schmuck. He was very good in college. And I think people need to go back and realize that he was. And I think obviously I'm not gonna say that this is the same situation back in back in two thousand one where he where Brady eventually replaced uh Drew Bledsoe, because it's not. It's just the same team. But I could see that some similarities of replacing a first round, very talented quarterback and him coming in and doing well. Man, New England football is exciting again. And uh it's uh Boston, Boston Radio, you've got something to talk about for, for the next couple of weeks. So enjoy, enjoy the content. And another shocking win. Well, I'm not sure if it's shocking anymore, but the Falcons beat the 49ers 28 to 14. And the Falcons are tied for first in their division with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 28 to 14, a nice bounce back win after a loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do you think? I listen. It's hard to not be proud of the Falcons. And I'm a Bucks fan. It's hard to not be proud of the Falcons. It's hard to not be a proud of the proud of uh, Marcus Mariota and this offense, man. Like I'm going to be completely honest, watching watching Mariota and also uh watching Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks revive their careers with new teams is I don't know. It's it's very it's very different to see to you know see what's been going on with them now. Obviously, Marcus hasn't been having the best of the season, but is it a is it an overreaction to say that he might be the best QB in this division so far? Like, is that such an overreaction? Brady hasn't looked entirely great. The Falcons are scoring touchdowns. The Bucks haven't. That offense is really stagnant. He's obviously better than Baker Mayfield, and he's in my eyes, better than both Andy Dalton and and uh, and uh, Jameis Winston, who was drafted ahead of him in the 2015 draft. And I think he's better than both of those guys. And I don't think it's such a real reaction to say that. But also, we've also got to look at the, at, the, at the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, me and you both thought that the San Francisco would eventually be in a position to be second in their division. And it's not looking that way either. Uh so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with them, uh, and I don't know what's going on with Garoppolo. Garoppolo had two interceptions that game. This team is really weird because they're three and three. They lose some very interesting games, and then they win some very interesting games. And just something that we gotta deal with as 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 fans of this league that the Niners are in a very weird position. They might end up being a very mid team at the end of the year, but that's on the trajectory that they're on right now. You never know. There is more to see right there. Hundred percent. And to get to another game that happened at 4:05, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals 19 to nine. Another win for Mr. Geno Smith. That's kind of crazy. What do you think? Oh my God, Geno and the Geno and the Seahawks are rallying. And I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Is it uh, how I talked about how Marcus Mariota? Is it an overreaction to call him the best quarterback in the in, in the division? Is it an overreaction to call not just Geno Smith? the best quarterback in his division, but to also say that Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks might actually win their division. Is that, is that an overreaction? I don't think so. Right now, no. Right now, no. And I just, I don't know. It just seems like such, it seems like such a weird position to be in if you were a fan of any of the teams in the NFC West, because this division is a scrap. It's a really hard fight to win this and it looks like that Geno and the Seahawks team are in prime position to try to take the West back from the Rams. I'm not going to lie. We'll see, you know, them go against them later in the season. But, you know, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. And not going to lie, all the other quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, don't look very well, don't look very good. So this is taking time for the Seattle if they seize the opportunity. Well, speaking of the Rams and Matthew Stafford, Although they haven't looked great, they still beat the Panthers. So at least they got that 24 to 10. I think we all expected this um, to happen. It would have been a crazy, crazy shocker if the Panthers ended up winning. Uh, instead of talking about the game, I kind of want to talk about uh, Anderson, Robbie Anderson. 
how he got kicked out of the game mid-game by the coaches, and next thing you know, he was traded earlier today. What's your reaction to that? I mean, I don't understand how so how Robbie Anderson has so many supporters in this league. I mean, the dude's a, a like a very well-known hothead. He's a diva, and it was very clear that he was going to cause some, I mean, even before the, the season started, he called Baker Mayfield trash and then had to delete those tweets because he was going to be a starting quarterback because he is that outspoken deal receiver. And now he is going to, I think he got, went to the Cardinals now. Yeah. The Cardinals. So I already don't have faith in the Cardinals as it is. I still think the Cardinals are a very mid to low tier team in the league, if I'm being completely honest. And he, who knows, he could do well there, but uh, you know, it's uh, you guys are just adding another receiver who I just don't feel like is that good anymore. And that's all I really got to say. I don't really have a lot of faith in Robbie Anderson, to be completely honest with you. I'm not sure many of the viewers have that same opinion, but I've never really had faith in him. I think he's a good receiver. I think he's a, I think he's a talented speed guy. Is he as good as I think he thinks he is? No, he's not a number one receiver um, in any on any team. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe the Packers, but that's about it. Like he he's not I think he's a pretty good receiver. I don't think he's an amazing receiver. But you know, let's see how he does in Arizona. Right now, Arizona he's clearly not the number one receiver in Arizona. That's clearly DeAndre Hopkins when he gets back. But right now Arizona could use him. Hollywood Brown is hurt, Hopkins is hurt. So they could use a guy like uh Robbie Anderson to come in and be a little spark plug for Kyler Murray. And to wrap up this episode, we have went uh, actually a pretty long time with this episode, so real quick, uh Steelers, I mean, sorry, not Steelers, Broncos and Chargers, Russell Wilson played another primetime game. Will Russ, I just want to know, first off, two-part question. One, who wins this game? And two, will Russell Wilson finally look like Russell Wilson tonight? Okay, so we've got, like I said, we've got the Chargers and we've got the Broncos. The Chargers, very disappointing, I would say, this season to start off three and two. I think we expect a little bit more of the Chargers. If, if Brandon Staley's play calling does it, this is a very interesting matchup because we've got a very disappointing quarterback with a very disappointing head coach going right at it with each other, which is really, really funny. The guy who won't stop going for bad fourth downs versus the guy who looks like he can't handle a, a very young offense, very inept offense with a new head coach. Um, so it's a very interesting matchup, and they're both in the same division. But, uh, you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I think the Chargers win this game. Uh, I just think, first of all, they have the better quarterback. And I know that hurts. It really hurts me because Russell was one of the – he was one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch when he was in Seattle. And I was on this program saying that Russell Wilson was, I think, in my opinion, in his years in Seattle, was the equivalent to Steve Young. Very accurate, can, very successful running with the running with the. Uh, he's, I think, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks to ever play the game. When it was Russell Wilson, and I think he very emulated a lot of Steve Young's like career when he was in the San Francisco 49ers. But um, now it looks like that is all a wash, and it looks like that he has made a lot more enemies in the in the in the Broncos fan base. And, uh, you know, the Broncos faithful know that this guy's going to be here for a, a while. I think maybe eight years. I think that's how long the contract was. So they are patiently waiting to see when the fuck these guys are going to turn the ship around. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know if it turns around this season at all. And I think that this is this is a, I think that the Chargers are going to win this game because I think this is an easy way for them to reset against a bad opponent. Now. Denver defense is very good, and I know that they have been holding this team to very small, holding teams to very small points. I don't know, man. I just think that Russell doesn't have enough to get it done. I don't think this week he's going to show that, and I think that um, it's not going to be a turnaround for for the for the for the Broncos. I think it's going to be a turnaround for the Chargers. So we'll see what happens, but I don't think I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Okay, very fair. And finally, before we wrap up, I just want to know, Nick. In conclusion, what's your takeaway from NFL Week Six? If you have one major takeaway, one main takeaway, can I can I can I say New York, New York? I think that's the that that is the team. The Bills, the Jets, and the Giants are riding high, and I think that that is the biggest story I think of the week. I think is is there's multiple headlines you can give to the week, but I'm just gonna say the New York teams are all winning. One of them is Super Bowl bound, and the other ones are on the come up again, once again. So. It's it's really like I don't know maybe it's from that song New York City please don't leave me yeah that song maybe I don't oh, know that was that Nick yeah maybe that, that wasn't bad okay 
I don't know. It's something that's got to do with New York. That is the headline. That's my biggest takeaway from week six of the NFL season. Look at Nick. That was not bad at all. All right. Nick, Nick should join a choir one day, man. Nick should sing it. Nick should be singing in a choir. You know, in, in, in Birch, they did. Uh, Stephanie did call me the, uh, the uh, one man acapella group. So you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that, yeah. We need to hear more Nick singing on this podcast. You know, I want you. I want you all to let me know if you want to hear Nick sing more. We'll make sure he sings a little more. Now, for me, I actually kind of, I kind of not to big back up. You, I'm gonna roll with the same thing. I'm just gonna add Northeast is popping right now. I'm just gonna say the Northeast is popping. You got the Giants, the Jets, and the Bills, of course. But you also got Philadelphia. You got the Steelers playing a little bit better. Like. Yeah, and the and also in baseball, just in, I'm gonna throw some baseball into it. Phillies look Phillies look pretty good. The Yankees look pretty good. Like we're cooking right now in the north in the Northeast. You know, New York City and Phil in Pennsylvania, New York and Philadelphia. I mean, not Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We are really turning up right now. We are. I, I sound dumb as shit, but we are turning up right now. We are feeling real good about our sports teams. Hopefully, the Sixers make us happy. You know, hopefully the Nets make us happy. They both look pretty good heading into the season. Like. We got a lot to be happy about over here. I'm not sure where y'all are watching. I know most of y'all are Northeast people, but, you know, just know we got – me and Nick got a lot to be happy about in the Northeast. I think we're going to have a fun year, uh, especially in football over in the Northeast. I think we got a lot of talented contenders in our area. So Yeah, yeah. we wish we could say the same about our Florida teams, but uh, right. that's, that's, that's a different story yeah. now. Unfortunately. But hopefully that changes next week. In the meantime, thank you all for watching the West X Podcast. If you don't already know what to do, make sure to download our videos. Make sure to share our videos. Make sure to follow the West Next Podcast. Make sure to watch these episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and RSS.com. But the most important thing is spread the word about the West Next Podcast. We are live. We are up. And thank you all so much for the support. My name is Chanel Wilkins. My name is Nick Provenzano. In the meantime, 